0: What's up and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by Ciki I'm Daniel Salerson. Finally back home after a winning road trip for the New Orleans Pelicans. They go 2-1 and one on the East Coast. And now look at six home games in the next eight here in the Big Easy. We have a great show for you today. We'll talk with Christian Clark who covers the Pelicans for NOLA.com. Time's pick Union Advocate as we'll kind of get his take on the halfway point of the season, which the Pelicans are at. Of course, the winning road trip. And, Everyone waiting for Zion Watch as we get closer and closer, we think, to his NBA debut. And so the next few days will be important for him when he gets some practices in. And of course, we'll update you as soon as we hear what his status is. But today, the Pelicans do practice here at the Auctioner Sports Sports Performance Facility, if I can get that right. Um, so they will practice today. So log on to Pelicans.com and the mobile app for post-practice sound. And plenty more here as the Pelicans get ready for the Utah Jazz, who... The Pelicans saw just 10 days ago, and uh, things didn't end the way that we wanted to as far as how uh, Brandon Ingram was fouled at the end of the game, which came out on the two-minute report um, the day after. I'm still bitter about it, and so I hope the Pelicans take their revenge out on the Utah Jazz once again. And then how about Saturday? Should be a huge game inside the Smoothie King Center, a Saturday afternoon game in the Big Easy. It's on ABC nationally, no local TV, which means hopefully you all can get to the Smoothie King Center and provide that playoff-like atmosphere against a really good Clippers team. Again, 2-1 and road trip. It started on Friday night as the Pelicans defeated the Knicks. Then Saturday, the Pelicans became really shorthanded. No Drew Holiday, no Derek Favors, and no J.J. Redick, and the Pelicans lost to the Boston Celtics. And then on Monday, it looked like even a bigger challenge with Brandon Ingram out, but the Pelicans pulled through only nine active players And uh, those guys stepped up all nine, played a big role in the win as they defeated the Pistons in overtime. They actually scored more points in overtime than they did in the fourth quarter. They had 13 in the fourth and 15 in the overtime period. So let's see what happens this week as the Pelicans are home for two. Then they'll go on the road, which seems to be a very important game against the Memphis Grizzlies on MLK Day as the Grizzlies now hold the eighth spot in the Western Conference after beating the Rockets last night. Pelicans sit four back. So those four games that the Pelicans still have against the Grizzlies could very well determine whether this team makes a playoff down the stretch. So we'll touch on the road trip, we'll touch on Zion, we'll touch on Brandon Ingram, of course, obviously a main contender for most improved player, and we'll kind of recap the halfway point, as it's been one heck of a roller coaster ride for the Pelicans. Why we do that? Let's hand it over to Christian Clark, who joins us on today's podcast. Christian, I uh, welcome back home. I'm guessing just like uh, me, it's good to be home here in the Big Easy.
1: Oh man, it was it was great to sleep in my own bed last night. Uh, my fiance actually moved in uh, from Denver while I was gone, so I'd been sleeping on an air mattress. But I had my own mattress back last night. I was, you know, it was, it was pretty nice to come home to.
0: It's the little things, right? You know, you're on the road and you have to sleep in different <laughs> hotels. Amazing how different it feels when you get to sleep in your own bed, right?
1: I, it was pretty great. I think I got nine
0: hours. Absolutely nice, nice. Um, well, let's talk about that road trip. You were on all three games. Pelicans went two and one. Um, nice wins against the Knicks and the Pistons. The Pistons, one I thought, was the most impressive one of the trip just based on how shorthanded you were. And then we'll forget about that Boston Celtics one in between. But how would you describe the road trip and how important it was for the Pelicans to come home 2-1? Yeah,
1: I mean, I thought it was a successful road trip. To, to pull out a win in Detroit when, you know, arguably your, your best five players are all fitting out is, is really impressive. I mean, look, the, the Pistons were missing a lot of their key, key contributors to Andre Drummond uh I, I don't know how much he wanted to be there but you know anytime you're able to do that with, with so many key guys out is it, really impressive they they're in the job fence, baby
0: yeah, they ran the job fence. Uh, people someone's calling him jazilla the other day so we gotta come up with <laughs> some different names uh for him um but how important was he i mean I, I think i felt like he set the tone for that game because you know you start him in the place of favors and had jackson Hay still come off the bench, but I thought. Ja was the, the better matchup for Andre Drummond, and it really felt like um, Jaw took control of that game against Andre Drummond and really didn't hold back.
1: Yeah, though, I mean, that was clearly the right move to, to put Ja in the starting lineup in that one. Um, you know, it's funny. They dumped the ball to him in the post a lot, and, you know, that's, that's the one thing he can do really well. Is he'll score when you, you give him the ball down low, but he was like taking it coast to coast a couple of times. He gave us like a coast to coast spin move into a layup. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that in his game before.
0: <laughs> I was labeling that as point jaw whenever we were on the broadcast. So he can definitely uh, play point guard if we need to at any time. Um, let's kind of move on here um, and talk about kind of what's moving forward. And I know everyone is talking about Zion watching. As we taped this podcast before the Wednesday pot Wednesday practice, we really don't know the status of Zion for this these next couple of games between the Jazz on Thursday and the Clippers on Saturday, but. How crazy has it been for you, as far as covering the team and all the videos that you guys post, as far as his warm ups and everyone waiting, everyone asking you, everyone having their opinion on when he should play? What's it been like from your standpoint covering this, as everyone awaits his NBA debut?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm I'm ready to have something like tangible and substantial to you know ride on. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't love writing about, you know, the unknown or, or, or just waiting, but I mean, it, it's just, it's just fun to see, you know, basketball fans of, of every age, you know, even the really passionate ones and, and even kind of the casuals Zion's appeal. I mean, watching him go through his on-court work in New York was awesome. There was like 200, 300 people there, you know, an hour and 30 minutes before the game, just, just watching Zion, you know, do layups, couple dunks in there. And, you know, I, all those little kids, I think there's like a hundred elementary school kids just going nuts. Anytime he even went up for a layup, I, I threw this up there on Twitter, but it reminded me of the the Old Town Road video where Little Mass is like doing his uh do, you know, doing the video at the elementary school and all the all the little kids know every single word. I mean Zion just like can connect even with like five, six year olds.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Um when he does come back again, we have no knowledge of when He's getting very, very close. But as far as expectations for when he plays his first couple of games, what should fans expect from him just based on he's been out for so long?
1: Yeah, I think it's important to keep in mind that he's missed half of the season. I mean, I think they're going to start him on a strict minutes restriction. Um, I, I don't think he's going to play back-to-back sets first. So, yeah, give, you know be patient with him. I know it's going to be difficult. And, you know, once he is up to speed um, – it's going to be fun, you know, but, you know, just give them like a week or two at first to, to get there.
0: All right. So we're halfway home here, Christian, on your first season covering the team, the Pelicans are 15 and 26. Not where the record wants to be, especially with that 13 game losing streak. But yet you're only four games back of a playoff spot heading into tonight's action. How would you describe the roller rollercoaster ride that has been the first half of the season?
1: I mean, when they were in, in that 13-game losing streak, it, it felt like they were never going to win again. I mean, that was that was pretty miserable. But the the one thing, and you got to give uh, Alvin Gentry in the locker room some credit. You know, there was never any really bad attitudes, even when when things you know weren't going well. I think that was a time when the locker room could have fractured, and and it didn't. And you know, give them credit; they've won nine of 13 since. Uh, they're they're pretty lucky to be playing in a weaker than usual Western Conference, but. Yeah, man, they, they've got a shot.
0: When you look at uh, the halfway point and some of the players that have stuck out, um, I noticed some of the times you have to kind of talk to fans about Lonzo Ball and, you know, what he's meant to this team. He struggled at first, but really feel like he's finding his own here. But then I feel like the most impressive player in the first half has to be Brandon Ingram, I know he didn't play against the Pistons. But, I mean, he has to be in the conversation for most improved player, right?
1: I think he's a clear frontrunner. I mean, you... You you never
0: see guys increase like their volume of shots like this,
1: and their efficiency you know goes up a couple of levels too. I mean he's he's you know dang near a, a 50 40 90 guy this year. Um, uh, I, I mean for him to triple the, the amount of three point attempts he was taking as a Laker and, and be able to shoot that uh, the three ball above 40 percent, it's you know it doesn't have a whole lot of precedent really.
0: Do you think it's just the change in scenery for him? Do you think it's the new, the flow of the offense that benefits him the most? Um, You know, we know the type of player he was in Los Angeles. Where do you think this comes from as far as, you know, a lot of people thought he had the potential to play like this, but you really didn't see it in those first three years in the Lakers. But I know there's a lot more factors going into it when you're playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Is it just a change of scenery or is it maybe how this uh, offense runs that really benefits Brandon?
1: Well, I think he's certainly comfortable in New Orleans. He's, you know, described himself as kind of a, a low-key Southern guy. Um, I think the work that he's put in with assistant coach Fred Vinson um, has, has paid off a lot. I think, you know, mechanically he's he's corrected a couple of things. I think he's more consistent where he's releasing the ball on, on his jumper now. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say it's a combination of environment and just, you know, the hours and hours he's put in in the gym. You know, it's funny, Josh Hart told me uh, after that Christmas Day game in, in Denver, like, you'll go up to the practice facility and see Brandon in there at nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night sometimes.
0: That's unbelievable, but it does show the kind of work that Brandon puts into his game, and it's clearly showed on the court. You talk about this very young team, Christian, and really Pelicans had a lot of expectations going into the season. Obviously, they didn't expect all the injuries to happen and Zion being out. But I don't think the Pelicans would be where they are today, even during this winning stretch without the veterans on the team, the Derek Favors, the Drew Holiday, the J.J. Redick. You know, when you look at other teams and their veterans, you know, I think you have to have that complementary, you know, teammates as far as the mix of young and veteran players. How much of a role do those three players have in some of the success that the Pelicans are having during this winning stretch?
1: Oh, I think a tremendous amount of their success can be attributed to those guys and, you know, I, I think it, it, it was such a good idea to bring those guys in, you know, the, the JJ Reddick's and Derek Favors of the world, because I, I think, you know, there are, what, two 19 year olds and uh, a 20 year old on this team. I, I think those guys really can see at an up close level of, of what it takes to, you know, carve out a, a successful 15 year career in the NBA. Um, I, I think that Nikhil, Jackson, and, you know, Zion are all getting a great introduction and, and learning firsthand of, of you know, what it takes on a day-in-a-day-out
0: basis. Christian, I get laughed at a lot. It's basically just who I am. Um, but a lot of it, too, could be because I do like the scoreboard watch, even though we're halfway through and the Pelicans are 11 games five, 11 games under five hundred. Uh, but at the same time, it's hard not to keep track of what's going on at the bottom of the West between numbers 8 through 14. Um, the way the schedule is lined up for the Pelicans here, a lot more favorable of a schedule in the second half. I mean, is it realistic to talk about the playoffs right now, or is it still a little too early and the Pelicans still have some more winning to do?
1: Well, I think I get laughed at too, so you're, you're not alone. <laughs> okay, <but>. great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a possibility. I, I probably wouldn't bet on them to, to get that eight seed, but like, I think 538 has has been somewhere around like a 40%, 45% chance last I checked. I mean, Pelicans have played uh, what basketball reference considers the toughest schedule to date. It's going to get a lot easier. I mean, they, they just came up from a stretch of 21, 21 games in, in 40, 42 days, I believe. So you, you don't see that very often where a team is playing every other day for a, a month and a half straight. So the reinforcements are on the way. The schedule is going to get easier. I don't I don't think it's crazy to talk about
0: it. All right, cool. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone on this one. I appreciate it, <laughs> Christian. That's Christian Clark. Of course, he's on the Pelicans beat for uh, NOLA.com, the times picky Union Advocate. You can follow him on Twitter at CClark3000. And Christian, we look forward to seeing you at practice today for another episode of Zion Watch. Thanks, man.
1: All right, guys. Thanks.
0: All right, good stuff there from Christian Clark. We have a couple of great shows for you the rest of the week and leading into Monday and MLK Day. Friday on set to join us, Mark Spears from ESPN and the Undefeated he covers the NBA, also uh, was here for the LSU National Championship in the Big Easy. Of course, he got his master's degree from LSU not too long ago, so we'll talk to Mark Spears about that. And then a very special guest on Monday, as the Pelicans will take on the Grizzlies on TNT, Ernie Johnson is uh, scheduled to join us for Monday's podcast. You don't want to miss that one. Ernie does such a good job with Inside the NBA, dealing with the likes of Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, and Kenny Smith, and those three guys are also uh, so fun to listen to and watch on TV. So we're very excited to have Ernie on and hope you can join us for these next two podcasts. As far as tomorrow, we have a ton of programming on the radio side, an hour and a half leading up to the Pelicans and jazz. We'll have Pelicans weekly starting at five 30. Then Gus Cattengale, the sports hangover will have Pelicans walkthrough for you at six o'clock. I'll come in at six 30 with Pelicans Warm-Up, And then Todd Grafanini and John the DeShazer will have the call Pelicans and jazz at seven, And, of course, it'll be on Fox Sports New Orleans as well. All right. Should be a, a fun couple of days here inside the Smoothie King Center until Friday's show and Thursday's game. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.